You know what time it is. It's time for the O Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, CW. Thank you so much for listening. Today, we will be talking about wrestlers we want to see get a nice big push into the spotlight post-WrestleMania. Make sure to hit that bell on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on any and all podcasting platforms. Who do you want to see get pushed to the moon after WrestleMania? And the reason I'm quoting WrestleMania, obviously, is because we are, what, three weeks away from the greatest wrestle show on Earth. Uh, It's two nights of mania magic with celebrities and and crazy matches and and high spots. It is the culmination of a year's worth of storylines or two years worth of storylines, depending on who the wrestler is. And the the stars are, are crawling out of the woodwork. Asuka has returned and she's taken on uh, Bianca Belair for the championship and Trish Stratus and Lita have been pulled into the fray so they can have a, a 3v3 match with uh, Becky on their side going up against Damage Control, uh, Io Sky, Dakota Kai and Bailey, which is a strange match to make. I think that's being promoted on the card, but uh, the original uh idea was to have Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey wrestle the for the titles at Mania. I don't know if that's still kind of the, the, the deal, but I think Ronda's hurt. But even so, the, the card is stacked. They're bringing out all the, the big guns. But the truly, truly interesting thing of WrestleMania is the Raw after Mania. That is a big deal. That is when they start kicking off new angles, new people return, uh, NXT people get called up, new factions arise, uh, you know, new storylines are, are put into place. Uh, they they gear up like Raw After Mania is the first like big moment to gear up for next year's Mania. It's always fun and it allows us to reset. So in the reset, we have, you know, a roster full of folks who have returned, a roster full of folks who've been here for a bit who I think can carry the torch for the year and kind of get get in the space where they're they're going to have their WrestleMania moment next year. Uh, the first person I'm going to pick out is Santos Escobar from, uh, what, how do you say their name? Legado del Fantasma. I think that's how, El, El, El Legado. Oh man, I can't, I, look, I don't know how to speak Spanish. Um, but that faction. So they've been a, a, a heel-ish faction for a bit now. Very, you know, cocky, very, um, boisterous uh, Santos cuts a fantastic promo he cuts really really good promos uh, and then he has the you know the the uh, Spanish twang to it right it, it sounds great when he's speaking and then they gave him a very nice like sophisticated angle like he's like a very uh, he can carry himself really well I like that angle for him and of of late uh, he's been turning face if you haven't noticed, I think many people have noticed he was running heel for a long time, you know, beating everybody up, whatnot with his his crew. But most recently, he's been coming out by himself without the rest of the, the faction and working with Rey Mysterio, showing Rey Mysterio a lot of respect, kind of fighting in the name of the Mysterio, fighting in place of Mysterio uh, for Dominic last Friday and being very broken up about Dominic ripping up Rey Mysterio's mask. And he's going out there and putting on fantastic matches and, you know, is kind of distancing himself from that group of people. I think he's going to get a push and I think he should get a push. 
Um, I don't think he needs to be the next Rey Mysterio. I don't think he he needs to follow in anyone's footsteps, but I think he has all the tools. I think he has the ability to cut great promos. And I think uh, what is I think what is the uh, the guy's name? Uh, Charlotte Flair's husband, Andrade. I think they see in Santos what they saw in Andrade, which is a someone who can bridge the gap between uh, like Lucha Libre Mexican wrestling and WWE. Whereas Andrade never really reached that height, be it in AEW or in WWE. I think Santos has the all the tools that is needed to do that, right? The, even the fact that he came out last week when his match with Dom, wearing a mask and honoring Rey Mysterio's mask by putting it in the corner, that's already like, if that was a gimmick, I mean, it would be a, a goofy gimmick, but just the... the the idea of him coming out and honoring his uh, all the Lucha Libre wrestlers that came before him. What if he came out with a uh, what, what's that guy's name? Uh, Ultimo Dragon Mask, or he came out with you know just old wrestling masks for from legends in the company and from you know other companies. And he wore his mask and he gave them you know their respect. He put it in the corner. He's like, I'm doing this for them. And then he would take off his mask and just wrestle. That would be you know, an interesting wrinkle to his character. But all that being said, I think uh, if he were to break away from his faction a bit, because Zelina Vega uh, is a fantastic manager, but I don't think he needs a manager right now. And I think that's kind of why they're pulling him towards the Rey Mysterio thing. So hopefully he gets a huge uh, push in the uh, Intercontinental Championship race. He he was in there for the what is it the the World Cup where he lost to uh, Ricochet in a in a fantastic match. He did a he did a fantastic match. Uh, but I'd like to see him roll back into that or move him to Raw and by himself and have him go after the U.S. title. Um, it, I think that would be would be a, a good place for him. It would be a good uh, contender, right? It would be fantastic. Uh, and the next person is Bronson Reed. I never knew a whole lot about Bronson Reed. He was in NXT, but I remember seeing him and thinking like that guy, you know, he's got something. And every match that they put him in now is basically a squash match against, you know, whether it be Dolph Ziggler or uh, Mustafa Ali or uh, Mustafa, sorry. And, um, but that's just to get him over as, you know, a monster. But the dude is very nimble. And anytime I respect any big man whose finishing move is a top rope move, and there's something about Bronson's top rope move that feels more devastating than any, anything else because he doesn't stand on the top rope and then jump off and land on the person. What he does is he launches himself from the back of the rope. So it just looks like he missiles himself over the top rope onto his opponent, which somehow to me looks like it hurts way more. Obviously, it doesn't hurt. He's, you know, he's protecting his people, but it looks devastating. And the fact that he has that move as a guy who's, no joke, maybe 400 pounds, um, is impressive. He's very nimble. He's got a great look. I believe he's from New Zealand, I think. Don't quote me on that. I mean, don't quote me on anything, but he's got he's got something, right? And the fact that I think he's, he's wrestling now Elias this Monday, this upcoming Monday, which means he's going to get another win because Elias doesn't do anything but lose. Um... Which, again, is, is a strange, strange thing. Uh, 
he's he's picking up a lot of wins on his way past Mania. I don't think he's going to make it to Mania, and if he does, it's going to be in like a, a, a vignette or something. But post Mania, I think he has a good claim to fame on either show, Raw or SmackDown. Uh, the fact that they brought him in as like a hired gun for The Miz and never really followed through on that, where he wasn't taking um, money to beat up other people for someone, I feel was an angle they could have kept up. And maybe they can go back to that. They People just hire him to squash uh, their opponents or whatnot. Just like a fix-it guy. He's a fixer. Or team him up with Otis and make the new natural disasters. Now, I know that's pretty generic. But Otis and Otis and um, and Bronson Reed would make a fantastic duo, I think. Uh, not to put anything over on Chad Gable. I think Chad, Chad and, and Otis are fantastic together. But something about Otis, I can't, I can't keep saying it like that. Something about Otis and Bronson Reed would make an interesting pairing, especially if Otis stays his joyful, goofy self. I think that would make for a very fun interplay between the two. But they would dominate, and they're both crazy nimble, and they're both amazing performers. So those are my two picks for people who need to push past Mania. Let me know in the comments who you think need to dominate the arena for the next year after this mania gets uh gets underway uh you know pick someone who's not already dominating like don't say cody rhodes or roman reigns or even jay uso because he's doing his thing anyway thanks so much for listening hit the bell subscribe tell your mama tell your friends and remember i'm your friend i'm your friend but if i ever see you in the ring i can beat you don't you know yeah yeah yeah